Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I might just have to hold it, but that'll be okay. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's what we needed. That's what she said. Nice and tight. Ready to go. <sighs> sturdy base. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice, thick, sturdy base. Yeah. What a girthy mm-hmm. pole. <laughs> Functional, yet mobile. Okay. <laughs> hey, could you jack that up for me? Yeah. How how I How... how how jack do you want it? <laughs> hey, put your hand around that pole and jack it for me, will you? You're going to need a firm grip Bop to get it. the job done. Pull it. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dunder Mifflin. The people versus paper people, Dunder Mifflin. The people versus paper people, Dunder Mifflin. The people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and IT guy, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's fire guy. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I will destroy <laughs> everything in my path. Actually, we just... Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. man. Uh, we're coming to you a little bit later than usual this week. Uh, apologies for uh, the late release. And... We've had a little bit of a scheduling snafu, but we're working to get this episode out to you. This, I think, is the latest in the evening we've ever recorded a podcast. Uh, yeah, 8.45 Pacific yeah. Time. Our buddy yes. Sean Roney is uh, is fresh off of a, a long work day and hasn't had a ton of time to prepare for this episode. So Alex and I are going to carry him through, and uh, it's going to be you really fun. You have time to trim your beard, though, bud. Looks good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but this week <laughs> we will start with our main topic, and if we have, t- and as time permits, we will do our conference room and our trivia segment. But this week we wanted to focus on a single episode from season two, and that is email surveillance. But before we before we jump in, <laughs> nice, Sean, nice. you were there. Go so ahead, Sean. Before TV we up. jump TV in, up. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, kick it to <laughs> Alex for some responses to last week. But before I kick it to Alex. for responses from last week i have to tell uh all of our listeners who are in portland oregon that creed bratton is performing at the hawthorne theater on september 10th hey that's right and hawthorne he must be heavy metal bro i haven't looked up the rest of the tour 
but uh, perhaps you should uh, check out Creed Bratton's tour. Maybe he's coming to a city near you. I suppose we should go. I'm sure you guys have seen him play that version of the Office uh, theme where he sings and like it's great. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be like in the back, being like, spit it and reel it. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the back with your field recorder. Yeah. <laughs> podcast nerd. You get kicked out trying to record it for the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm podcasting. <laughs> Creed. Uh, uh, there's, I'm uh, sure really, that entire audience is Office fans, <laughs> not a single. Yeah. Other. Oh, we could probably we could probably pick up a few listeners. There. There's one guy who's just in it for the grassroots. He's like, I have no idea who these kids are. It's like, I don't, yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What would you Spot. shout from the back end? Qua, qua, qua. Worm guy. Robert Ashwoods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have that last chair. <laughs> uh, okay. Really quick, what I, all I wanted to say was our last uh, main feed episode, which was of course about car scenes. We did get a lot of submissions about ones we forgot, as we knew we would. So I'll just give you the sort of top three that I don't believe we touched on that most people sent us, and maybe this will satisfy you. Uh, First one was obviously when Michael pulls up in the PT Cruiser and says, it's Britney, bitch. I don't even think we mentioned that the whole time. That's Uh, a good one. A very big car moment. The other big ones is Pam and Jim arriving at Shroot Farms. Oh, that yeah. That was huge. Oh, nice. With yeah, Moe's running, running alongside yeah. the car. I mean, that's, and they're coming a, up with the beat-themed uh, puns for hotels. Yeah. The radish It's a in. really good scene. It's a really good scene. Well filmed. The choreography of that mm-hmm. with uh, it, 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 with Michael Scher running alongside. It's great. And then the last one, of course, the Moe's Dwight Angela car chase uh, where they switch out. Oh, of course. Dwight Operation Phoenix is a go. Operation Phoenix. Yes. How could we forget? Um so those were those were the big ones that we I heard about. Fabulous. Most. So Thank just you. want to clear the air and now we can move on. Somebody sent us this one really quick. Hello you. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on. Uh this week we'll be covering email surveillance, season two, episode nine, written by Jennifer Salata, directed by the great Paul Feig. Uh it aired on November twenty second, two thousand. Five. Uh, this episode opens with uh, the most racist cold open in the entire show, or <laughs> Michael's most racist uh, moment, perhaps. Um, assuming high that, what's that? Yeah, high bar to clear. Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, that uh, uh, this is when Michael assumes that the um, his IT guy is a terrorist, Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what more to say it's, about that. <laughs> it speaks for itself. It's Michael overreacting. He has an amazing line where Jim says, are we in danger? And Michael says, there's no time to think about if this is real. <laughs> That's all you need to know about Which is Michael Michael's Scott. interior monologue. We don't need to think <laughs> yes. about whether or not this is real. We are just reacting. Yes. In just the moment. react. Yes. Like when he has herpes, um, mm-hmm. Impulsivity and inattention to detail. Those are his <laughs> hallmarks. And uh, we, of course, today are going to be talking about the super fan cut of this episode as well. As well. Yeah. And there is a lot of extras. And this is a good place to start because, boy, oh, boy, in the super fan cut, there is maybe the most uncomfortable scene of this episode, <laughs> which they left out, which is I when Michael says, uh, Sadiq is sitting there working on his computer and sees Michael just staring at him. And he goes, like, do you want to ask about my turban? And he's like, nope, nope. In fact, uh, I wear a turban too sometimes. And he goes, oh, really? And Michael pulls out the Karnak Johnny Carson turban oh, and no. puts it on. 
and stands there and says, did you guys get Johnny Carson in your land? And Sadiq goes, in Pittsburgh? (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't watch it. Ah, because you weren't permitted. No, I'm a lot younger than you. I watched Conan. And it's it's just, (laughs) that scene grinds out. It is so uncomfortable. Uh, In an already uncomfortable scene. Sadiq seems so cool. He's seems chilled out. Chill. Yeah, he's cool enough to show up to Jim's party after going to the office once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's into hip hop. He's restoring a classic car in his free time. He's the shit. And when they talk about yeah, different religions, okay, one Sikh is Michael just reduces him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> reduces uh, him to yeah. But that, yeah. but in that in that scene from the Super Fan Cup, Michael ejects with the one of the, like uh, an amazing Michael Reed. He's like, I'm getting a cup of coffee and just. Oh, le- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Steve Carell like line reads in this episode are really really good even by his standard. These in the sweet spot I think in season two where he's between like Michael later in the show is talking like Michael Scott and I think a lot of the line reads in season two are Michael still inhabiting the sort of terrible boss awkward guy yes. in a way that doesn't feel truly as well inhabited as Michael Scott. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it does. It does because I mean, it, and this this episode especially is is between this whole code opening and then what happens throughout the rest of the episode of Michael knowing what's going on, trying to get someone to invite him to the party, uh, is full of moments where someone lies to his face and he knows it, and he kind of has to make a all right, like he has to do a lot of heel turns throughout this whole episode. Mm-hmm. This um, is a this is a cringy episode. It's ex- it's it's extremely cringy. The super fan cut. Great? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, is, I know. We're As a matter early of fact, season two. Is. This is this is a warm blanket for Sean mm-hmm. Rooney right here. This whole episode. <laughs> uh, it's just this is what yeah. It's, this is what you Me want. Me too. No, I mean, I love it. I I love the yeah yeah yeah. Andy would Andy would be really funny in this episode. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah. Let's let's pick up from from after that. Uh, the cold open, from after which is, uh, Michael which and is the cold, new but IT it leads, guy not getting it's, off. It's a warm. Stuff. It's a it's a warm open because <laughs> it is connected to the episode. Sadiq begins setting up a email surveillance program on everyone's computer. Mike Michael thinks that this is being done in secret, uh, but Oscar knows uh, right away because, of course, Oscar reads the memos. Um. And when <laughs> he really he puts it on Michael right away. Why are you spying on us? Yeah, Oscar is very forward yeah. in this episode. And so at that point, everyone knows. Everyone knows that Michael is spying. And then there are, there's kind of this mad dash to kind of delete stuff, clean clean stuff off your computer. Um, that This is very – I mean, obviously, we still use a ton of email today, but it's, it feels a little more like email was also in the place of like Slack or like a chat sort of app that you would have mm. in your workplace. It seems to be based on the emails that Michael is reading that it fills that that role as well. He is king of forwards after all. <laughs> yes. There's a deleted scene of Kevin deleting all of his what look like attachments to emails and it's like the old computer bar and it's like one of 13,000 and it's just slowly <laughs> deleting. Well, he has that he has that line where he says I need to delete a lot of a stuff. Lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Sometimes and- I run. <laughs> I already got yours, Kev. But in the we get to see the scene of him we get to see the scene of him actually deleting Mm-hmm. Um, the files. I think mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, with all of the super fan cuts, a lot of these deleted scenes have existed previously, but they're, vi- but they haven't been edited into the actual episode. Mm. So when yeah. you do get to watch the full super fan cut, especially in a season two episode, the episode just breathes so much more 
you get a lot more of that office ambiance. I think the first thing that got included is a scene of Oscar like tapping his foot or jiggling his leg, kind of, and Angela telling him he has to stop. Like the most mundane mm-hmm. little thing. I love. So, that. I can still feel it. Yeah, he does yeah. it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Angela's great in this episode. Yeah, and uh, you know, part of the reason that we were drawn to this episode is coming out of our patreon uh mailbag which was a fantastic uh round of questions and uh if you aren't signed up for patreon highly encourage you to join um and if you are a member of patreon thank you for listening thank you for supporting and for that those great questions but a couple of them that came up or a couple of recurring themes were the documentary crew and them interacting with the office staff and then also uh one thing that came up was dwight and angela in like the beginnings of their relationship. And mm-hmm. so yes. naturally, when we were trying to find an episode to talk about, this seemed like a perfect one because it includes a little bit of both. Heavy dose mm. of both. Yeah. I, I would argue the mo- outside of the season nine shenanigans, the single most uh, a- a- egregious episode, a- 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 egregious, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. This example is egregious. Right <laughs> of... Of the camera crew meddling with what's going on huh. in the office, which is them getting Pam's attention. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, when when Dwight's eating the Butterfingers. Um, I think it's a baby is, Ruth. Or sorry, you're correct. You're you're absolutely correct. It is baby Ruth. And uh, by the way, uh, baby Ruth, not named after Babe Ruth, named after Grover Cleveland's daughter, uh, named Ruth, the wow. president, Grover Cleveland. Mm. So there you go. Uh, but yes, Ruth this episode baby has... Ginsburg. Ruth Baby Ginsburg. <laughs> Sweet Baby Ginsburg. Uh oh. I got him. You got him. Yeah, you dude. You're him. you're you're not that tired. <laughs> you're making jokes like that. Good you can for only you. make jokes like that when you're this tired. Good for okay, you, Sean. Uh but this this episode, the plots in it are huge. I mean, really, if you're looking at the start of Angela and Dwight's relationship, that's what ends the whole series. Um and uh, the the Pam and Jim flirting is just off the charts in this episode as mm. well. Uh, and so these sub storylines out of the side of the main surveillance, they're really well tied together in this episode. And it's palpable. And like you were saying, the mundane stuff they have in the super fan cut, there's some Jim Pam flirty moments that are just like nothing happens. It's it's really it's like Pam yawns and then Jim yawns right after. And I was I rewatched I that, that scene a few times. I was like, why did they do that? And you go, oh, because. Because Jim was like looking at Pam and saw her yawn. Yeah. And he yawned. Mm. And it was like, wow, that is so just low wattage like stuff that's going on in the background. God, that's so good. I love that. I wish, I wish every episode was just that balance of cringe and mundane. <laughs> like that sounds perfect. Crundane. <laughs> cringe dane. Minge. We'll call it minge. <laughs> Uh, that's a bad word. I know. know. Shout out to Keith, (laughs) BBC office. There, yeah. Early seasons, there is, especially in season two, there's kind of a magic of not a lot of physical movement, not a lot of different locations and the Mm storylines can all exist kind of next to each other within the bullpen. They don't even go to the annex. Really? They're in the bullpen Mm -hmm. and they're at Michael and they're at Jim's place. And I guess Michael's at improv, but all of those storylines can play out together right next to each other. And, and, And there's really something to that. And they can build in those small moments, like you talked about. Yeah, and, and speaking of Jim's place, this is the only time we ever go to Jim's place, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, is um, is fun. Before we go to Jim's house, okay? Let's not go to Jim's house it, just yet. We should well, just because like that's like a huge, you know, 
see story or like that's like the what back third of the episode last we act. gotta go yeah there's in the in How the we in there? the super fan cut and in this episode in general there's so much of the tension of michael knowing that there's a party that he is not invited to mm. and alluding to the fact that he knows he does he drops so many very blatant over-the-top hints in in the super fan cut he where's talks about evitation? he's like here's an exit yeah he, where's my evitation he says to jim in the deleted scene why not uh jim instead of talking to amazon why don't you talk to your credit card about that cd you never got which is him saying i looked at oh. your emails jim and yeah the way yeah. that jim just continues to hold out like he knows and michael knows and he continues to say nothing is just it's uh it is just the tension is just oh it's beautiful off well yeah. that- he pulls up he pulls up the chair and he sits between dwight and jim mm-hmm. And he's taking his tie off, and he's loosened his shirt, and he's just sitting there talking about bosses riding me. I just want to sit in here and just hang out and be one of the guys. And he just starts working Jim from every angle, just like I'm just one of the guys, man. And he does it later with a cup of noodles, but like it, in the super fan cut, there's even there's even more instances of of Michael just trying desperately. Yeah, go to this party. Well, that's right. I I love that part when he's eating the cup of noodles and he's like, reminds me of college. You know what I loved about college? Parties. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, even the professors would go. <laughs> it's like it, even the doctor the didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, man, keep it together. And <laughs> um, we're gonna be the Celtics were a great team. We're gonna be doing this a lot, okay? But in in the super fan cut. There's, during that scene, Ryan comes in with Michael's lunch, like with just a gigantic yes. order of sushi. And Michael's yeah. like, no, I have my lunch, and it's a cup of noodles. And he's like, why yeah. don't you put it in the fridge? And the way that You they, don't want this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way that you they don't want this? edit around it in the actual episode that made it to air and is the part of the regular season two is pretty incredible. The way that they were able mm-hmm. to chop that out. Hmm. Something mm-hmm. else from that moment is there's a, in the bloopers, they can't get through oh, that God. scene. Michael was talking about the jocks, jocks and the loose chicks. So <laughs> he says the sluts. <laughs> they all immediately <laughs> And they took that out of the episode. I don't think I don't think anyone could handle yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just him listing college archetypes. I feel like there's certain bloopers where it's like they this would this is so funny it would have been in the episode if like people weren't blowing it every take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Your he- your well, skull will be made a soup bowl. The whole yeah cool. okay so the whole scene between Michael and Jim where Michael comes in almost quitting time mm-hmm. yep it's four o'clock one more hour take care of anything you got to do the whole way that scene plays out is one is one of my favorite things because well a it has one of my favorite lines ever which is by the end of that <laughs> they have the whole exchange about like oh improv sounds great like yeah I got improv yeah yeah it's the best it's the best. I wouldn't miss it for the world, but if something else came up, I definitely would not go. And he's just staring at Jim. And the way he's looking at Jim, it's so uncomfortable. And then when Michael turns away, Stanley coughs, and it's like, "What?" I think uh, I think Stanley just coughed. And I don't know. the The pacing of that scene is just delicious, and um, uh, I mean, Steve Carell is is this episode yeah, more? I mean, more than most. This episode is like this is what makes this show what it is what? is these performances and then he stands there and he makes everyone give him an excuse as they are walking out of the building <laughs> my brother is in town and we are going to the like the, he makes everyone give them a, what's angela's response i can't remember i'm going to a charity bake drive 
And he's just like, you oh, okay. Liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And she, she walks away. <laughs> you too, Dwight. And then finally, the way Dwight's looking at him, yeah. when it like pans over to Dwight, Dwight and he's like, ready? That's right, because we haven't even mentioned that Jim has told Dwight that... Uh, it's a surprise are, party. It's a surprise party for Michael. Mm-hmm. It's a nice way out. Mm-hmm. Getting out of that situation where he's like, why, why doesn't Michael know? Because mm-hmm. of course, Dwight is like, yeah, obviously, obviously you'd, you'd invite Michael first. Yeah, right? guest of He's honor. the boss. <laughs> yeah. Where would you like to go next? Would you like to go to the party or to the improv class? To the improv class. I think I think we got to go to the improv class next. Uh, Wait, really, really quick, quick trivia question for Sean because I know you just watched this, Edwin. <laughs> but this is a great trivia question to put in your pocket, listeners. Uh, what is Kevin's excuse to Michael of why he can't hang out that night? Uh, Edwin almost said it a second ago. Wait, he can, says, wh- "My brother and I. My brother is in town. Ta- my brother is in town, and we are going to see. <laughs> oh, we are going to see, uh, like a play or something. Oh, wow. uh, it's the Alaska Film Festival. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was like, the, it can't be a sports game. It has to be something ridiculous. Yeah. The way Brian Baumgartner reads that line is so good because it's you feel like Kevin's been rehearsing it for the last <laughs> yes. hour before he leaves. He like, had to look up what's going on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he kind of takes the breath before it, like, my brother is in town. And we, <laughs> so good. So good. Similar to the way that Michael has to read out the definition of a colonoscopy when David Wallace gets finally gets a hold of him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hello, David. I just oh, got yeah. back from my procedure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar's already on the call. Mm-hmm. Great move. Yeah. Uh, but Michael goes goes to his improv class. That wasn't that was not a lie. Uh, he has his improv class that night, yeah. and his uh, improv class is taught by the great Ken Jong. Well, and that's not taught. He's, he's, not, a, he's, he's a, a participant. Uh, oh, shoot. You're right. Sean. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. This is what happens when Late you Late night prep. blues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken Jeong is a student in the class. That's right. His name is Bill. Uh, well, but I'm we get to see. Yeah, that's now. right. We, yeah. That's right. You're thrilled with your reading. They, they do a... Putting Michael in improv class must have been such a... Must have been such a fun exercise for the writers because I mean, so many of them are improvisers or the actors are improvisers. There's, there's, a, I'm sure that there's a huge element of that 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 got that went into writing that scene. Well, having Michael just blow up every game, or, or railroad everything with his gun. Yeah. So there's a couple things going on here. First of all, one of the ma- what the number one rule of improv is always say yes. If somebody says like, like. Oh my God! Aren't you late for work? You don't say no. I don't work. I'm homeless, and so are you. Like you know what I mean? It's like that's mm-hmm. not interesting. You have to take what they're saying and build on it. So Michael is over and over and over again just like saying no to people. So he's breaking the number one rule of improv. There's also something else that's happening too, which is like um, I don't know if it's necessarily a rule of improv, uh, but there's kind of a uh, a stigma against like guns in storytelling. I feel like, I mean, obviously not completely guns are all over the place, but like uh, there was in, in improv or like that sort of thing. It's like a, yeah, it's a gun is, I mean, breaks the rules a little bit. Like there was like a film movement back in the nineties called dogma 95. That was basically like, we're sick of like uh, stories that aren't real life 
you can't have a gun in Dogma 95 films. So, I mean, it's it's just, it's like for him to say, what's the best thing you can do? Like, oh, somebody's got a gun. Like, you know, it's <laughs> it's just like, it is just the antithesis of what uh, a lot of people feel like is good storytelling. And it would comes out of Steve Carell, who has a long history with improv and is one of the best improvisers we have, who would know exactly who he would know exactly who the worst improv student is. I bet he's and he just nails. It. I bet this is somebody. I wonder if there's a story about somebody mm-hmm. from uh, one of his first acting classes doing this. Well, not is this the first Michael? Oh yeah, Michael Scarn. We see. Yeah, he even says yeah. Michael Schoon in one of the takes. <laughs> there's not only does he always go to that he has no alternative he can't think of anything else to do even when he's chal- he the guy makes him give him his guns in the very next scene he he's stuck and can't think of what to do and he whispers in, in bill's ear and bill just puts his hands right. up because yeah. he says like i'm looking through my wallet to pay for my fortune there's, That's all he's got. The, That's it. There's a okay. It, there's a super a moment in the super fan episode where they make they he makes Michael sit out of the scene, and he says, "All right, I will just give suggestions." And they said, "We don't need you to give suggestions." And then Michael just says, "You they are in a whorehouse, and he is a proctologist." <laughs> we don't, he's like, whorehouse. "We don't need suggestions. We don't need Uh-oh. suggestions." This game is called Yes and in the first sentence, and Michael goes, first sentence is I am a proctologist." <laughs> <laughs> I drive a brown probe. Yeah. And later, when I am ruining everything, you're going to wish you were I was on your side. Quick note, though. The the actual teacher of Mm. the improv Mm -hmm. class, uh, Dr. Michael Naughton. Of course. uh, You may recognize him as the gym teacher in Superbad. But also, he's in a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He plays a waiter. I was thinking, like, why, why does he look so familiar? Yeah. Oh, that's really he's, he's in, he's in a He's a recurring character <laughs> in It's Always waiter. Sunny. He keeps running into the gang <laughs> in all these different ways. He's <laughs> just like, you guys again? And they're always like, who is? No way. They're like, who is this jabroni? Why, why are you Have we met before? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you tie my shoelaces yeah. together? <laughs> yeah, he's that yeah. guy. He's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You got me fired from my last job. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't uh, not ring <laughs> yeah. a bell. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's funny. I hadn't thought about that. Or I hadn't made that connection. Uh, but Michael, after, yes. after finishing improv class uh, in his pit stained dress shirt and blue jeans. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even in the scene. We find we get, <laughs> we get maybe the best improv of the whole night, which is Bill as you're getting ready to go to Bernie's tavern. Michael oh, says, nice. Michael says, oh, are we all going to Bernie's? And Bill says, no, it's a private friend that knows each of us separately who's having a private birthday thing. Yeah, we're not going as a group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and Michael awesome. says, okay, well, I have, a, I have a big office party that I got to go to. So well played by Bill. <laughs> rough, rough day for Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. Just, just hit all of his greatest fears happening at once in one day. Um, I mean, and he knows. It's just like even my improv friends that i don't respect and they're not even my friends they don't even want me at their yeah. thing it's rough it's rough and then michael takes the bold move of going to jim's party yeah i mean is bold the I, right word yeah nice <laughs> well played well played uh jim's party which has been said everyone is there jim is given is giving people a tour we meet his roommate mark mark meets dwight who he thinks might not who mark who mark thinks might not be real but he is very real. We get a shot of Dwight's feet. Yeah, Birkin socks. Anytime you get to see Dwight's socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I always keep an extra an extra set in the car for special occasions. So he's got more than one pair of Birkenstocks. That doesn't track for Dwight. Birkenstocks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, mean, I guess they're kind of practical. I feel like uh, when we were in, in high school, when this aired, Birkenstocks were kind of coming back. You're right. They were in a big upswing. You're right. Yeah. They became kind a of a, people kind of a hipster shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, not really Dwight. Not Dwight. But what is very Dwight? Unironically, what is very Dwight? As he bursts in, he goes, "Jim, you think this is a good idea? Hide a key, rock." Yeah, Mark says, "You he must... immediately sniffs it out." And then I love this exchange. You must be Dwight. You don't work with us. You don't work with us because <laughs> Mark's my roommate. <laughs> that does track for Dwight, especially later when he goes to David Wallace's house, and yeah. just yeah, yeah, he's very, very passionate about uh, security, yeah, and yep. structural integrity of homes. Uh, now. Go ahead. Another moment that I really like from this party is a, is a small another one of these small mundane moments where Oscar and Stanley are discussing paperweights. Oh yeah. And Kelly is like, "Can we please not talk about work right now?" And uh and then and then they just don't know what to talk about. Conversation <laughs> they dies. Got nothing. Which is they got nothing. you know, if if anyone if anyone's ever been to a work party, you know you've been in this situation where you mm-hmm. stop and talk to somebody, and it all all you have in common is just talking about work. So you just talk about it. Mm-hmm. One that's fine. highlight of Jim's barbecue to me is uh, the "Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah" song playing in the background while Jim is grilling. Oh, that oh, is yeah. a nice. very 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 time classic timestamped song from two thousand five, right there. Clap yeah. your hands, say yeah. You want to listen yep. to some records? <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. Uh, of course, once once Dwight arrives, um, two things happen. One, we've before all this, we just have a short setup of Roy bailing on the party, so we know mm-hmm. Pam's going alone, mm-hmm. uh, which Jim asks about and is very pleased. Uh, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Like he's very excited that Roy's not going to mm-hmm. be there. Likewise, in this moment after Dwight arrives, Jim gives his little tour, mm-hmm. and. Um, as they're leaving on the tour, Ryan asks, hey, is Katie coming? Yeah. Uh, Jim says, I haven't, actually, actually, I haven't talked to her in a while. I was like, okay, if I call her, we can talk about that later. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love the way he says but that. we get a short little shot of Pam in that moment, too. And so now it's like all the stars have aligned where mm. they're both there and seemingly, well, for the night, they're single, right? And mm. really quickly, by the way, how do you guys feel about little house tours at house parties? Yeah. You like them? I was going to say, th- this has to be done. You know? Someone's, I, I someone's know. first time at your house, you got you to gotta give them the, the tour. You want the tour? It, oh God, <laughs> I, it's like singing happy birthday. It's like we have to do it, and no one wants to do it. Like, no one wants to sing that fucking song. I don't want... No one wants it to be... No one wants everyone looking at them singing that song. You don't want... It sucks. You don't want people just wandering around your house with no explanation for why things are where they are. <laughs> I'll poke her. I'll figure it out. You know, show me where the bathroom is. I'm good. I'm not going to poke around your. I'm not Dwight. I'm not going to be knocking on banisters. You know, figuring out what. I don't kind know of that you it have is. to do it every time. It depends. Not is it somebody's new house that they've just gotten and they're excited to show you? If I, if, or... okay, if I had everyone over from work right now mm-hmm. who's never been into my house, mm-hmm. I'm going to give every single one of them the tour. Yeah. Capital <laughs> T, capital T. <laughs> right. Yes. I. I, here, here's my thing. I'm. I understand that's a polite thing to say. It's their first time over. Hey, like, do you want to see the house or whatever? Yeah. I wish it was completely socially acceptable to go. 
no thanks <laughs> and it would be just fine because i don't want to honestly i'll be like i'm good like yeah cool man yeah. like i i wish that was totally fine but i think it once someone asks hey do you want to see the house you got to go yeah let's check it out you know and then well, um, look on you know that's an episode tour. of curb where, like it's got to be an episode of curb where yeah. they're like larry you want to get the tour um, i'm okay uh, <laughs> stay right here <laughs> fine yeah i will say too larry, he just built this house i'm good <laughs> it's a way to break up the night too i mean you you know you you splinter off with individuals and you talk you get to just talk one-on-one and mm-hmm. in your bedroom yeah, so, I mean, totally like a totally like a nice thing to do, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's I got that's what it's a it's a nice thing. It's a nice polite thing to do, mm-hmm. and I've had it. <laughs> you are fed up, fed up with the niceness. So Jim and Pam make it to Jim's bedroom, and oh baby, yes they do. And uh, and uh, Pam finds uh, Jim's yearbook photo and is absolutely delighted by it yeah and jim is absolutely delighted by (laughs) 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 i heard that (laughs) uh but this is a really exciting moment that like pam is just cracking up over jim's yearbook photo i mean clearly he's like it says something like this is this is one of the most realistic depictions of flirting I have ever seen. Yes, is this scene when they're the way she's you sitting look on the so bed, dorky. the way Jim is just kind of sitting there. They're not looking at each other. They're but they're both so happy just to like be in the same be alone. Space, yeah. But it's so awkward. But it's like so charged. It's just really really realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have pointed out that on Jim's desk or where that sign is, there's that little hanging warehouse guy. You know what yeah, I'm talking that's about? Right. Yeah. Yep. Little Easter yep. egg. Oh. Good thing Pam didn't right. see that. That would have changed yeah. the evening. That's um, right. Yeah. It's funny, though, that uh, as a counterpoint to that, Mark and his girlfriend, who is not introduced to us, they're all over each other during the barbecue. They are. Yeah. <laughs> PDA City. Yeah. All night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a weird amount. Yeah. Not as much as Dwight and Angela. Well, well that's a Whoa. private display of affection. Knocking Birkenstocks. Yeah. One of the Too busy knocking stocks. <laughs> one of the <laughs> had noticed. Knockin Too busy knocking stocks. Oh um, how could you eat like that? I'm ravenous after an evening of, of stock stocking. Stock knocking. Stock knocking. Uh I in, in one of the super fan editions is a scene with Toby and Jim where where Jim's scrolling <laughs> up burgers and he talks to they're talking and, and uh you know there's that big dollhouse that we see Dwight and Angela in later and and we see Toby say I like that dollhouse I'd like to get one just like it and Jim's like oh like cool yeah long pause be like I totally forgot you had a kid <laughs> and they play it like Toby just wanting an adult sized dollhouse <laughs> yeah. a yeah. playhouse yeah. in the backyard yeah a little yeah. playhouse. Um, well, why does I really Jim like have that it? scene? Well, it's he explains it's like it's the owners of the buildings. Oh, you know, I think he has kids or something. Gotcha. Um, and it's just there. Well, and Toby doesn't but even it, make a joke about. It. He just walks away. I know. I he doesn't. He does not like. Oh, it's okay, man. Tries to give him a fist bump. No, he just uh, <laughs> awkwardly walks away and goes and plays Call of Duty in the living room. <laughs> there is an extended version of uh, Ryan or Ryan and Kevin at the grill, where Kevin, of course, is not so fast. 
fire guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should turn that up. Yeah. And then he turns, hey, Kelly, I called him fire guy. Good one, Kev. <laughs> hey, Stanley. And then Kevin, and then Ryan jumps in. He called me fire guy. Good one. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fantastic. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's just a very, it's very fun to get everyone in the office in that s- scene together. I think, um, Looking at it in hindsight, with the, knowing that we know about the rest of the show, Meredith is pretty uh, turned down. She's not going too yes, wild. Totally. That's the a good thing point. Is like, there's there's beer on the on there's beer on the patio, and despite what you think, it's not all for Kelly and Meredith. Yeah. Right? That's the only mention we get of Meredith drinking. Mm-hmm. Really. And and also Kelly Kelly and Ryan aren't together. Like I mean, I could totally see. I mean, if this episode was just a little later, you know, this would, mm-hmm. it would be full of jokes about. Ryan not wanting to be with Kelly, and then at the end of the night, they're making out in the dollhouse mm-hmm. right next to Dwight and Angela. Ugh. <laughs> it's gross. I guess it's funny, you know, I never thought about this until just now, but like that little scene where they talk about the playhouse establishes the place where Dwight and Angela are making out later. It does. And also in that scene, uh, Angela complains about getting sap on her shoes, mm-hmm. and she, we, it, camera pans down and we see her rubbing her shoes together so you, mm. you see angela's shoes you get a shot of dwight's shoes earlier mm. and of course of course the, so you uh, get yeah exactly because we only see yep. their yeah 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 uh, so much but feet it's funny in this episode like you, you can see yeah there's a lot of feet you can see in this episode how they were structuring it in the super fan cut of like oh we need to establish their feet we need to establish the playhouse yeah and then you watch the real one and they don't uh, two of those three aren't there, and it's like it works. It was fine. You still see the. I think you still see the uh, Angela's shoes in the regular cut episode, and the sap. I believe. Comment? I think so. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was trying to follow it's, along when I you go it back wasn't. and forth to watch them. It's like hard to tell which one is which. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. I was watching the super fan cut with the office quotes script of the regular, so I was just seeing what wasn't in the script. And you don't, and that sap, yeah, but that's not, that's in this. Well, let's not dwell on this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. You're right. It is sap. We'll, yep. we'll move yep. on uh, to Michael's arrival at the party. Michael shows up at the party. Um, he acts like you know he was invited and he was just late. Uh, I, I think I uh, can't remember. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> just look, he looks like he knows what he's he's just he, like, I'm here now. Yeah, he yeah. comes in like that. And it's just it is just a full like, you know, minus the record scratch. Like everybody just stops. And yep. um, and he just jumps on karaoke and is looking for a partner. And and Jim finally joins him. And uh, and it's a sweet moment. And they live happily ever after. It yeah. is. It is a nice moment. And I am a karaoke fiend. I was going to talk about that. Just that line again. Another crazy line delivery from from Steve Carell. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's also an incredible Jim moment too, because, uh, like, I mean, here Jim is literally just like, I just, I just want to do something nice for the office. I just think that people will relax if Michael's not around, and then all of a sudden, this super like. I mean, it's a moment that you think would like a, a com- some kind of confrontation would happen. But mm-hmm. again, Jim uh, kind of having in a, a moment of emotional intelligence, realizing that uh, he just needs to meet Michael halfway. Michael's not coming in accusing Jim of 
like not inviting him and all these things. He just he should just act, mm-hmm. play along, act like everything's normal, and everyone will relax. Yeah, it's Michael could have made that a lot worse. Oh yes, I mean showing up is terrible, but if he'd come in and being like, "Where was my invite?" You yeah, know, that would have been really bad. Um, in the early scenes, you get a hand. In the early seasons, I should say, you get a handful of moments where Jim has looks where he looks at Michael and he's like. He's kind of shaking his head. He can't believe that Michael is doing what he's doing. Yeah. A little bit more yeah. than you do in the later seasons, where it's just kind of assumed that we Michael's gonna Michael is as Michael does. And in this one, you see Jim on the couch shaking his head when Michael starts singing the female part of Islands in the Stream. And then Jim gets up and bails him out anyway, which is nice. We also uh we we just slightly skipped over when he walks in and sees Sadiq and the way his face falls. Like, <laughs> oh come on, that guy? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's really that's tough. He's that's tough. He is a good guy, not a terrorist. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yes, we do get to, of course, the the duet. Uh, it's it's very nice. They're singing, talking about making love together. Mm-hmm. Um, islands, islands in the stream. Great song. I love the twist. Great duet to do a karaoke. I love the twist that we get Dwight and Angela getting together before we get Jim and Pam. Yeah, like that's such a, a, a like a nice thing within the overall arc of the series. Yeah, all the tension between Jim and Pam for all these episodes, and then Dwight and Angela comes together so quickly. And it honestly, just within this one episode, mm-hmm. we get the crumbs of Dwight and Angela starting up. Yes, like, and then we get the completion of it with them making out at the party. Like the entire thing is in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like we see all the little secret stuff they're doing around the office that that they're together. Um, did you make sure to delete your sensitive emails? I did. You know, we just these little conversations oh, they have on the right. side. Well, yeah. and then we also get Pam, who is hot on the trail, and yes. asks the documentary crew to help her if, she, if they see anything. And then she goes to Phyllis and asks about office romances. And Phyllis says, you mean between you and Jim? And all of a sudden, oh. Pam is totally caught off guard. And yeah. She and she really tells the camera off. later, she's like, you know, it's not nice to talk about people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and again, like... <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that's the. That's after he asked if if she got Phyllis, Sue. Did uh, you or did you not yeah. get Sue Grafton? Sue Grafton. Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> but you said okay. I shouldn't take no for an answer. They threw me out Good for girl. all my friends. Um, but uh, but yeah, like that's just like another sort of early office, very classic. Uh, it's kind of sweet heartbreak, you know, like. Mm-hmm. With uh, with uh, you, you, as close as Jim and Pam are in the bedroom, they're still so much further apart at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. well said. Mm-hmm. Well, so. islands in the stream—that's what we are. <laughs> uh, well, there you have it. Any, any other favorite moments or 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 moments the tag, from the great tag on this episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Uh, Michael talking about how he found out about improv. <laughs> Does the bit about Dale Earnhardt yeah. and he goes. Um, no, nah, the real reason is uh, I found a flyer. <laughs> it just this is just such a really really great season 2 episode. It it feels very like I say this about every season 2 episode that we talk about, but I know. Uh, season 2 is like probably my it's it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite season of the office and, and there's just I think it just has all of the early uh, elements of it going right in this episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Email surveillance. There you have it. Now it's time for the conference room, but before that, we'll take a quick break. 
Running to the store has been pretty stressful lately, and there's nothing worse than forgetting something on your list and needing to make multiple trips. Shopping for home essentials should be easy and convenient. That's where Grove Collaborative comes in. Grove Collaborative is an online marketplace that delivers natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to your door. Every product we sell is guaranteed to be healthy, effective, eco-friendly, and affordable. Shop with confidence, knowing everything you buy from Grove is good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. I am moving soon and I've needed to do a ton of deep cleaning. Grove Collaborative has been fantastic in getting everything that I've needed to deep clean my place uh, as I get ready to move and uh, it's been really invaluable. So highly, highly recommended. Join over 2 million households who choose to, sh to shop sustainably at Grove. Plus shipping is fast and free on your first order. Choosing products that are better for you and the planet has never been easier. For a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.com slash Scott, you'll get to choose a free starter set with your first order. That's a great deal. Go to grove.com slash Scott to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.com slash S-C-O-T-T. Uh, Manuel Clino El Window. <laughs> I was going to say, you use fabric softener? <laughs> yeah, you don't? When you're in a low point, you might feel alone, but over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. I am uh, very happy to tell you that I have sought out therapy for my own mental health, and I'm really happy that I did. We have friends and family in our lives, and they can be great resources, but having a therapist, having someone to talk to can be a relief that you might not know that you needed, and it can truly help in ways that you may not be expecting. I certainly am so glad that I did, and I would highly encourage anyone to do it as well. That's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your home or your device. You can start messaging with your therapist the same day you sign up. So whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or any other problem, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. They have thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with, and they're available in dozens, they're experts in dozens of specialties. So start feeling better today with a single message. Match with the licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code SCOTT. That's $100 off when you use code S-C-O-T-T -T at Talkspace.com. I'm glad Michael is getting help. He has a lot of issues and he's stupid. <laughs> right now, right now, conference room. Topic, hopefully, let's go. All right, fellas, conference room this week. Uh, one of these, we got two questions, and both of them are coming from our uh, from our patrons, from from our Scott's Tots. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned uh, at the top of the show, we had a massive mailbag episode uh, for this month's Patreon. And by the way, I mean, if you haven't joined Patreon and you want more of our show and you've listened to it all, we've got we've got like 16, 17 episodes just sitting there for you. Hours answering mail. Hours. We're just sitting there answering questions, real loose. We're having hanging fun. out. Yes, and but so occasionally we get we get such good questions uh, through Patreon that we we want to save them for the main feed. And so here's one of them um, from Melanie, who asks, "Hey guys, I was listening to another podcast about women in television, and it was broken down by a PhD uh, in a thesis that women in television can always be broken down into four archetypes: the mother, the sex object, the trickster, and the child." Mm. Using this lens to watch TV has been so interesting to me. While watching The Office. It's been interesting to see Pam go from the sex object to the mother, to the trickster, and then back to the mother. Aaron mm. goes from the occasionally being lusted after sex object, but mostly the child, acting naively and gullibly. Sometimes Phyllis can land in the mother role. Meredith can be the trickster at times, adding fuel to the fire mm. and playing a less serious role at times. If you had to break the women down into these archetypes, who would fall where? And are there any other scholarly lenses you've heard of to watch the show through? Hmm. Well, what's the uh, 
what's the Edwin? You'll you should you'll know this. What, Seven. What's the, <laughs> what's the theory out there that like uh, the oh the Bechdel test? Bechdel test, yeah. Yeah, can you explain that just in case anyone uh, doesn't I remember how to the, explain it? I believe it's do two female characters talk to each other about something that isn't a man. Right, right. Yes. Yes. It's a, uh, but this right. but I it's haven't a pretty heard... simple test and a lot of movies and TV failed it pretty spectacularly. <laughs> most <laughs> yeah. most do. Yes. Yeah. Uh but I haven't heard of this before, the archetypes. Um that's that's really interesting and I, and I like the idea that people, you know, change like the like Pam changes uh, archetypes multiple times. I think I'd agree with that. Um, the other women in the show. Well, what about Jan? Jan is the mother then sex object. She is all of these to Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is all four at once mm-hmm. to Michael. In a dizzying, mother, terrifying way. <laughs> the trickster and the child. <laughs> At all times. Yes, that's uh, very true. It's <laughs> kind of amazing. Yep. I mean, it, it, a lot of it depends on vantage points of, like, the other characters, mm. of the other women, um, and and of, like, whatever lens that episode is through. And it sucks because it's like, well, do we want to keep this going of, like, only putting women into one of these four roles? I mean, I think on The Office, there's some – a lot of the female characters do get some – like, they go beyond these four things. But to just look at it for this question – um, I thought I thought I thought Melody did a good job with all the ones she said of like Phyllis is fairly motherly throughout this whole thing, except to Bob Vance. It's just pure sex. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're him. Um, yeah, Aaron point. is a- a- Aaron is crushed on pretty hard, but she, her character pretty, does settle into sort of the child, the child yeah. thing. But I'd the, say the, but the Aaron is fairly mature all of a sudden by season nine when she's dating Plop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I just finished the White Lotus speaking of Plop. Whoa. <laughs> Oh my wow. god! What a heel! Hey, what oh, a heel turn dude. for people. Hold on, hold it. Sorry. Oh, All right. Up, up, up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna formally recommend uh, <laughs> recommend if you White like Lotus. Plop, you're gonna love yeah. White Lotus. It doesn't have um, good plop development, <laughs> dude. Let me tell you, it really does. One of the best plops I've ever okay, seen. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's for fa- that's for fans of the show. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I I really love uh, I love the the archetypes and, and breaking it down. I thought that was a really interesting way to think about the show. I I do definitely think that like it w- it was nice to have this sort of analytical lens turned towards female characters, especially within the context of comedy and sitcoms and stuff. I think um, sitcoms can be so uh, they're so they're stereotypes for a reason. Like the they can be formulaic. Formulaic. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it's 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 nice to see that attention played towards the uh, the female characters because I feel like they're often um, drawn the same sort of way so often. And I think with The mm-hmm. Office, because we have nine seasons, the characters get to evolve and breathe and change. And I think it was very fun to to kind of think about the characters this way. I think like the 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 way that she talked about Pam was really really fitting. I think um, so. And then I, I'm like think about a character like Nellie. So what is it? Mother, sex object, trickster, and child. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, she kind of started again. To, but, yeah. but who is, she, is she, she's not. I mean, once she once Toby is like lusting after her, I guess, I guess that's sex object. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the, the characters like that's that's what's kind of fun about this lens that the characters move around. They're very fluid. Yes. Um, yeah, totally. And, and I think that's because Nellie's chaos. Yeah. Like Nellie is the trickster initially, I would say. Well, and she's, yeah. Especially when she's like there to give the job in season eight. Initially, mm-hmm. there is maybe I don't know if you call it a mother role, but she is an authority figure. But she's and, sex object to Todd Packer and uh, 
Dwight until he changes yeah. his mind. Yeah, Toby. Right. And Toby, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and then, uh, yeah, sexy Toby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, what an oxymoron that but is. But it's just... It's just it's fun to look at the uh, the female characters of the show and to put that kind of analytical lens on them in in this kind of way. I thought I was very uh, very impressed by. I mean, granted, this is a woman that like you know has a yeah. PhD and, and and came up with this. I think she has a podcast herself. Um, oh, this I think it was it's on another podcast. I don't have the question or the prompt in front of me, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just just another fun way to look at and think about the show. It's funny, like, I, I just wanted a whole list of all the female characters mm-hmm. to look through. And, like, even when you Google this, I mean, this is not a surprise to anyone. But, like, the first result is the Dunderpedia category females. And it's, like, every, mm-hmm. like, even the minor characters. But then all the rest of the results are, like, you know, 10 hottest female characters on the office. Uh, you know, the mm. 20 most attractive Dunder Mifflin employees. Mm. Um, and then other, like, which female character are you? Their tests mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, even these <laughs> search results are... Uh, within these, within that archetype, um, I don't know who else we haven't mentioned. It feels like, like we say, most of them are very fluid. Um, we already talked about Jan. Pam is is all Angela. Those what about what about Holly? Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly is. Uh, I mean, I, I think I she, hate she, saying she, sex object. I know, so I, I know what you <laughs> mean. I, I really, really don't want to. Well, yeah. Holly's she sex is, but object. Old, but only to Michael. Like, only to and Michael. Kevin. Jim right. is even... And Kevin. Because Jim is like... And Kevin, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But Jim is... Because Jim is like, Michael, you need to see... You need to see her as more than a sex object. Mm-hmm. Like, Jim is like, hey, dude, like, tr- see her as all these other things. Um, but she does start that way for Michael. Well, and then to uh, a lot of the other... she's oh, also a bit of a trickster. Like, she's so funny. Oh, definitely. She plays the trickster role. She also is kind of the child when the other no characters... No more brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this voice? <laughs> but like, think about when uh, she hires Todd Packer, and everyone else in the office can't believe that she hired Todd Packer. There, <laughs> yeah. there are elements in which she is like the child. I think she, mm, she's yeah. kind of oblivious sometimes. So um, yeah. it is, it is fun to see how like she, they can be these different roles in different characters' eyes. Is Angela motherly? I think so. But she, d- with, the, with the discipline and like the, she's I like no like she's... more wire hangers motherly. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Hey, please explain. Uh, what? <laughs> I can't remember the name of this movie. It's so late. <laughs> oh, God. It's a famous quote from a movie where a mom is like screaming about wire hangers and she's a bad mom and she's crazy. And she's this is probably, you know what this is, Alex? This is probably like a reference that we should be getting, but we're not. <laughs> You guys don't know what I'm talking about? I don't think ah, I do. I don't. Okay, all right, all right, all right. And, we'll and I bet the majority of our listeners are, like, yeah. screaming at their windshields. I, I and, sure. I, yeah. yeah. Like Oscar Shh. thinking about, uh, you know, this is yeah. so simple. <laughs> it is from a movie called Mommy Dearest starring Joan Crawford. Okay. Okay, yeah. Noted. I think... What about uh, Karen Filippelli? That was a tough one. I mean, I think she goes back and forth between trickster, like sex object, and um, I think those are the two roles she kind of plays. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know what? I think, like, I mean, I think mother can be applied. <laughs> it feels weird saying mother all the time like this, too. But Mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to correct that. It's... Shout out to Professor Blastoff. Uh, Sorry. Make your correction, Sean. Sorry. Mommy Darius is starring Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford. Okay. Okay. We're done with that. <laughs> um, I was thinking. I thought you were talking about Arrested Development, Alex. 
when you talk about oh mother. no um oh well yeah that too but also kyle dunnigan and professor but i think Lester. like there's an authority figure kind of supervisory aspect to it as well not just like a nurturing mother you know i think jan and True. angela and holly can all kind of fit into those roles at different times so and joe bennett yeah Very joe motherly. bennett yeah yeah hmm. True, true. But I just okay. I, I love when you can have something like this that allows you to look at the show in a different way. Especially because when I think about sitcom character breakdowns, you think of like the main characters and the secondary characters and the tertiary characters and the ensemble mm -hmm. as a whole and like a straight man and and like these kind of dynamics. But it's it's more fun to have a breakdown like that, especially one that focuses yeah. more on the female side. I mean, we I spend so much time with these people that. We see all these sides. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to put it out there too that just just a, uh -oh. any any <laughs> time you get to compare, uh, take a take a common trope or you know something like this that's almost like a a liter uh, like a literary like yeah uh, yeah yeah idea Charmer, and, yeah. and 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 put it to the office. Like I'm always interested in that. So any any tropes or things like that 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 you'd like us to talk about. Uh, to compare to the office, please email us. Storytelling devices, yeah, yeah. Th mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, throw us a trope rope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll climb it. Give him enough trope. Yeah. <laughs> Was there another uh, uh, Patreon question? Oh yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. This, this is a, let, let's really <laughs> well, turn well, the thank page. Thank you for here. that question. Uh, yeah, to uh, yeah. Well, and before, sorry, yeah. the one, we had one other thing from Patreon that we were going to save. I don't know if we'll have time for it today, but we will save it. It's a deeper, it, it was an ask for a oh, deeper dive yes. on uh, yes. Jim's co-management. And I'm actually very excited to talk about that hmm. more and in greater detail. Uh, but let's do this other one first and we'll save we'll that. Save it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is from Allison, another another tot who uh, sent us another whole list of friend, Mary kill uh, sets for us to, to think. About. And they have so, great well, names. Yes. Yes, I, I kind of named, I just threw together a name for when I put three groups, but Allison really took it to the next level. This is this is great work. Um, and th we'll, we'll end with this, because this is a nice, silly This game segment, is so. Bananas P.A. <laughs> right. Yes. So here is um, <clears throat> the, uh, from Allison, Friend, Mary Kill, Significant Others Edition. Uh, and this is the Dwight Manliest Man in the Office set. <laughs> Angela, Isabel, and Esther. Ooh, okay. Angela, friend Mary Kill. I, friend Mary Kill. I, I would marry Isabel. She seems um she seems really cool, really fun, and uh she's got a good job. Uh she has good friends like Pam. Uh so she's you get a pumpkin and she makes love like it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awful. <laughs> She's a dental hygienist in Carbondale. <laughs> By the way, yeah, like, come on. What's wrong with that job? Yeah. Oh You're a beat God. farmer in Scranton. You, what's the, you yeah, creep? What's the yeah. yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Oh. God. It's, uh, I'm going to marry Esther. I'm going to friend Isabel, and Angela's getting the guillotine. Mm. That's actually well, land. She's got land. Yeah. It's going to be valuable. It's going to be valuable in societal collapse. That's, that's probably the way to go, actually, because now that I'm realizing I don't want to really be friends with Esther. That's and the, yeah, I that's definitely the, don't yeah. want to be friends with Angela. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, Isabel seems like the best. Like, the best. I think the, the easiest person to be friends with. Yes, I would yeah. agree. So friend Isabel, Mary Esther for the, for the property, <laughs> for the, just for the land. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And then I guess you'd kill Angela. Esther. I probably, I'll, 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 I find Esther attractive as well. So there I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've said this before. I think she would call Esther, you shrewberry blue. Yeah. <laughs> Esther 
is the accordion player, the actress who plays Esther, is the accordion player for Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, mm-hmm. if you remember that. Which is, oh. is a band from 2010. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Home. Flash in the pan. Yeah. 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 Go home. Uh, what happened to that band? Probably and then too many mushrooms. When I was in when I was in college. <laughs> When I was a freshman in the dorms in 2009, mm-hmm. there was a web series called Dorm Life that was a like documentary, mockumentary style sitcom made for the internet. It's probably not even that good, but she was like one of the stars of the show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. And Colin, our my friend, our our friend, friend of the pod, Colin Griffin, and I quote dorm life constantly still <laughs> not surprising uh next category uh the accountants from now on you guys are no longer losers <laughs> <laughs> again remember these are all significant others editions okay. so these are okay. significant others of the accountants got it lynn gill the senator uh, this is tough i would you know what i got this one kill, i think this one's easy kill the senator <laughs> no, dude. Kill Gil, volume two. <laughs> Tarantino's Kill Gil. Gil sucks. He broke. He sort of broke Oscar's heart, yeah. and he's mean to Pam. Yeah, this motel art. But okay, I'm gonna marry Lynn, mm, yep. and I'm gonna okay. and I'm, friend the I'm gonna friend the senator and get to go to some cool uh, events. All yeah. right, that's fine. I, Botanical I'm, I, Gardens, Scranton's hidden gem. Yeah. I think that I would rather befriend Gil. And just be kind of that cynical peanut gallery in the back of the party oh. with Gil, just cracking, cracking each other up, making fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. You guys would be good at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you kill? Are you killing the senator? Are you currently you killing Lynn? Oh, I'm marrying Lynn for sure. Yeah. Killing the senator. Senator Sen- is it? Yeah. We don't he's need an awful person. What is? I mean, Kevin yeah, he saying? broke the hearts of both Angela and Oscar. Yeah, he's yeah. a dick. Yeah. He lives a lie. He's a corrupt politician. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> Wesley Silver's Next gay? category. Yeah. <laughs> Next category of Phyllis and Stanley, a.k.a. the anticipation can be so exquisite. <laughs> the names Bob of Vance. these are amazing. Yeah. Bob Vance. Terry. Cynthia. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm marrying Bob Vance. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Right away. I feel like yeah, put, we're agreeing Put me in much. those big old bear arms and, and swallow me up. I'm, you got I'm a little bit of life. cashola in his pocket? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> marrying Bob Vance. Oh, man. Yeah. He, you get you get tired, he can care just of me, carry man. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, we're having t- sex you, in the bathroom, you say if you dude? get tired, you can carry you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much smaller than Bob Vance. <laughs> I know, dude. He's he likes to he get it on a, in public places. He is a really good. I mean, he's a really cool good, good, good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, good mate. Okay, uh, Terry and Cynthia is a coin flip. Yeah, it's hard. To have are we talking? About, wait, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I'm tired. I'm holding and I'm, her hand. Terry yeah. and Cynthia, Stanley's Stanley's lovers. C- Cynthia is. Uh, it's fine. Okay, Cynthia is uh, the nurse. Stanley, yeah, and then Terry is his uh, second wife, I believe. Oh, Terry. Uh... Well, Cynthia, they go to the club together, so I guess she's fun. And and Terry's an in, Terry is an inter, interior decorator, so she doesn't sound as fun. So I'm going with Cynthia. I'll friend Terry. I'm gonna friend Texas C- Justice. <laughs> Alex, all right, it's coin flip. I guess you said. 
Oh, sure. Uh, I'm marrying Bob. I'm going to friend Cynthia and sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. I don't know. Terry. It's this woman whose hand I'm holding. (laughs) (laughs) If you get tired, he can carry you. I love Philly. Dirty (laughs) Dirty town. town. Okay, what's next? All right, uh, next category. The Annex, a.k.a. It's Icky Back There. (laughs) That's true. People say it's Icky. I know. Uh, Ryan. Uh, Toby's ex, Kathy, and AJ. Oof. Who people think I sound like. Yeah, yeah. The people think Alex Rob, sounds like AJ, Rob a.k.a. Hugo. Rob Hugo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you peed on my Kath- face, friend. Kathy, we'd never meet. <laughs> ever. I love you, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, we don't. So, so that's an Kathy, easy kill. Kathy, we never I, meet. I, yeah. Oh, man, but Ryan, I don't want to friend him or marry him. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to... I'll kill Ryan and I'll uh, I'll friend AJ and I guess I'll marry. <laughs> and then marry. you take what's behind door number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're taking the mystery, <laughs> the mystery box for box marrying. For marriage, yeah. Crazy yeah. man, I mean, I'm gonna marry AJ. It's marry like the AJ. only thing you can have against her is is divorcing Toby and to- Toby's a creep in a lot of ways. I mean, we learn later in the he show. He left the priesthood for her. He is super weird in season nine. <laughs> okay one out of nine i'll give you that he's just quiet oh, he's like quiet and you think he's cool but he's just quiet because he's a caged weirdo you know <laughs> well we'll talk about that more when we do a toby episode i have some thoughts have we on not done a said. toby episode are you sure we have oh my goodness no, we have not you want to know why because we, we let the tots vote Oh, you, yeah, okay. It was between Jan and we Toby. Did Michael we did Michael versus Jan. Toby, didn't we not? We'll do we Toby. Toby next. We'll do Toby we got last. Todd Packer. Okay. And we got uh, Nelly. Toby's okay. the last character. We're friend, do. Mary, kill. Who you got? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I will friend Kathy, Mary, AJ, and Ryan is out of here. John? Oh, uh, I'm killing Ryan. Uh, I'm befriending AJ, and I'm marrying Kathy. Okay, and I'm leaning into the weirdness. I'm going to marry Ryan. Whoa. I'm going to friend Kathy, <laughs> and I'm going to kill AJ. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why Why? Why marry Ryan? I'm going to get real weird with it, man. I'm just trying to do <laughs> something <laughs> opposite. I'm trying to do something opposite of You're you guys. trying to shake That's things what up. Ryan would do. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a wild card. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do speed rounds for these last few. Let's just give our answers, yeah, yeah, yeah. shall we? All right, here we go. Jim's uh, workplace exes, a.k.a. let's break up. Katie, Brenda, Karen. Uh, Mary, Katie. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna okay, go ahead. Brenda, who's Brenda? The booze Come cruise on. lady from the booze cruise girl. Gets her number. Oh right. And uh, uh, and Karen. Oh frick! All right, I'll be friend Karen and I'll kill Brenda. We don't know anything about Brenda. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry Karen. I'm going to friend Katie, kill Brenda. Yeah, I'm same with Alex. Marry Karen, friend Katie, kill Brenda. Next I one. Date Mike, hands. a.k.a. Nice to meet me. Jan, Carol, Donna. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to marry Carol. I'm going to friend Donna. I'm going to kill Jan. Donna's a bartender. Yeah. We'll have some good times. Carol seems really nice, steady, stable. Has a family and Jan is Jan. I'm playing against. Okay, I think Mary Carol will kill Donna, and then Jan and Whoa. I will be the weirdest friend Whoa. pairing of all time. <laughs> Going out to Chili's, yeah, baby. Yeah. Edwin's just trying to get weird. I'm trying it. to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Throwing curves. 
Late night blues. <laughs> uh-huh. I I mean I think I'm gonna I, I I think I'm gonna have to agree with Alex. I'm 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 marrying Carol and befriending Donna. Mm-hmm. Daryl, even though I really AKA, like Dan. Uh, next one, uh, Daryl, aka BTB, bring that booty. <laughs> if we were doing Just, the alternate version of friend, I I think that I would befriend Jan. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> okay. I would I would wear that schoolgirl's right. uniform. Come on. Yes, you would. Come on. You'd work on your form with her. I know you would. Next one is Daryl BTB. Bring that booty. Ju- <laughs> Justine, <laughs> Kelly, and Val. Oh my foliage. God. Foliage. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, what did you say, Alex? Justine? <laughs> Here's my impression of Sean doing that. Foliage! Foliage! Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Okay. Justine, Justine, Kelly, and Val. Justine, Kelly, and Val. We don't meet Justine. We don't meet Justine. Really? Uh, I I would. And it's easy to, it's easy to like, I'm killing, I don't know anything about him. Sorry. It sucks. This is easy. Marry Val, befriend Kelly, kill Justine. Yeah, that's the way to go. It would be really fun to be friends with Kelly. Yeah. Oh my God, so fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. Ride in Fashion the back shows. of Andy's car. Paint the color. Pretend like you're in a person. music video. Anything that is yep. awesome. Last last one is Ryan's, aka Is That Love? <laughs> Kelly, again, mm-hmm. your friend Jasmine and e cigarette baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, boy. Oh gosh, I don't know. Let's. Oh, Jasmine on the from the. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mary Kelly. Yes, I'm marrying Kelly. I'm friending Jasmine Jasmine and and kill e cigarette baby mama. Sorry. Yes. All right. I agree. Okay, we did it, guys. Mm -hmm. We did it. We did it. Through them all. We did it. No, we don't have time. It's way too late for trivia. Amanda. Listen next week. We're gonna do your trivia because it. Yep. Is Shout awesome. out to Allison. Thank. By the way, thank you for all the uh, MFK stuff there, mm-hmm. Allison. Appreciate it. Uh, if you uh, want to talk to us, call us. Leave us a message. 503-694-9314. Email us. MS Podcast Company at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Michael Scott Pod Company, and we have a website. MichaelScottPod.com, and we are on Patreon. Join us. Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Five bucks a month gets you a Scott's Tots membership. You'll get a bonus uh, uh, mailbag episode every month. And there's a lot of backlog now. Like my, uh, like Alex was saying, sometimes uh, your special questions will make it to the mainstream like they did tonight. Uh and uh, we're very proud to donate a portion of those funds to the Third Good Marshall College Fund. So, so hang out with us, uh, be a part of something special. Uh, so, special thanks to those Scotts Tots uh, for for supporting us, for for writing to us, and hanging out with us. We love you guys. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs all of our artwork. This episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, over video chat, and it is about ten o'clock at night. 
Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up with us being a little late this week. Uh, thank you for all of your questions, your comments, your submissions, all the interactions with us. Truly amazing. It gives us energy. It gives us life. It, it, it really, it, uh, it makes doing the show so much fun. It makes it truly a joy. So, um, and thank you if you've, if you've listened this far. <laughs> thank you. If you make it to the end, I appreciate you. So, yeah, let, it, uh, let us yeah. know if you want us to always record these episodes this late at night. Mm-hmm. No. It, it might, me, might be the way to go. Might be I the think way we, we did go. a good job. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> foliage, foliage. Hey, but hey, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, you got sir. sap on me. Da-da. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.